Welcome to Equipped, a podcast by Connection Church. Equipped is a conversation about multiplying gospel community and fueling spiritual growth. We have one clear goal, to equip leaders to multiply. We want to help people follow Jesus, make disciples, lead small groups, and plant churches. My name is Jordan Thigpen, and I'll be leading you through today's conversation. Let's get equipped. everybody. Good to be with you guys for another week. Excited to be talking about um, this that we're going to talk about today. So a little bit different, uh, a little bit different than um, uh, than our usual conversation, I guess. So we just figured we just finished up um, uh, as a summer of investing in our connect group leaders of getting getting together on Sunday nights for the month of for two weeks in the month of July. Um, and we are finishing up a season where our connect groups have have been on pause for the most part, and we've taken time to uh, to take a step back and try to uh, to embrace this summer <clears throat> this summer season. And we are getting ready, uh, you could say, for the month of August and the fall semester of of you know a, a normal school year, uh, that time of year where you know kids are getting back into school, where uh, routines are beginning to change. Routines are actually maybe probably taking shape. Um, for a lot of for a lot of folks, and so uh, today, um, I what I really felt like was on my heart to share was entering a new season well, or entering a new season on purpose. What I would encourage you with as a connect group leader is uh, to enter into this this fall season with a plan, uh, transition into this new semester with a plan. Um, <clears throat> and what I would say is that a lot of that, uh, that, that plan, I, I, I have just have a few things that I want to share with you, uh, about it or, or, you know, not, not even as much with the plan, but just some things that I feel like were on my heart and on my mind with how can I enter into this new fall season on purpose? Um, I, I know it's easy to get into, you know, on X date, our kids go back to school at X time, and then after that, we've got you know a work day, and now we got to pick up kids. Now we've got extracurriculars, and next thing you know, it's football season, it's basketball season, it's uh, you know before you know it, it's Halloween, then it's Thanksgiving, and then it's Christmas, and the fall season can really just feel like it clips by at a very fast pace, um, and it's interesting, like. June and July have, you know, May, June, and July have been as busy of a ministry season for me personally uh, as the whole year combined, honestly. But what I feel from a lot of my coworkers, from a lot of our folks, is this gr- this great anticipation for the fall and how busy August can be and how busy September can be. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm having to take an intentional couple of weeks just to try to catch my breath and just try to, to get ready. Cause there is another wave of, of that, of, of, of another semester of stuff kind of to come. 
And I found us as we finished up a growth challenge on Sunday on a, on a called the it was a marriage growth challenge. Um, I I I just kind of said like, hey, I know it's going to be you know coming into this fall season. You guys, uh, you guys make a plan, like prepare for this next season. Take time as a family to prepare yourself for this fall season and don't let it sneak up on you. All right, y'all have a good night. And that was just kind of the way that I ended it. And Austin said later, he was like, man, that was actually like something that we, that wound up sparking a lot of conversation at their table. And it made me think about like looking back or reflecting in my own life, what I need. I, I need to take time to prepare and to put boundaries and to um, to prepare myself well for the season that's coming. Because what I've noticed in myself, what I typically seem to do is sprint, 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 crash. And then I'm trying to just sort of recover and do the best that I can while also being extremely tired and worn down and mentally foggy and struggle my way through it And then the Lord brings some refreshment and I start sprinting again. When actually I think there's a a strong case to be made that we need to push hard and run hard and then intentionally rest and then intentionally prepare and then run hard. Um, I think of the proverb, I I read it recently, uh, that who who goes out and, and builds uh, a building without first counting the cost, or who goes out and wages war without first getting a sense of the opposition they're against. Or the, the proverb is, you know, what what king goes out to wage war without uh, without first counting uh, the the cost? And the, and the New Testament kind of pulls that into a parable, I believe, that Jesus shares. But uh, for us, well, I think we need as leaders. As leaders, we can be caught under the tyranny of the urgent, of just the constant next or next case of urgent need, the next need, the next need, the next need, and not actually put a sense of of limits and boundaries. Um, and I was sharing with Brandon. I was there a couple different uh, pastoral situations in the life of our church, and I was just sharing with him like the burden that I feel for a lot of those things and how that can begin to weigh on top of responsibility, on top of even opportunity and even good news. Those things all begin to pile up. And he said the verse that I want to share today, which is 1 Peter 5, 7, he says, cast your anxieties on the Lord because he cares for you. And what Brandon was encouraging encouraging me with is it's not just cast your own anxieties, but when you're a pastor, and you're shepherding people, which now, of course, applies to you as a connect group leader. You have to cast other people's anxieties that you carry on their behalf and their burdens. You have to cast those on the Lord because you believe that He cares for those and can carry those things better than we can, right? Like in, in shepherding, pastoring, caring, leading, creating community for people, especially at the small group level, that's the big, the big thing for today, is cast, don't carry. That was one of the when I, I one of the earlier people that um, that discipled me. That was the second uh, discipleship point he ever led me into. Cast, don't carry. 
Don't carry your anxiety around like a book bag. Cast it on the Lord because He cares for you. So entering a new season, cast your anxieties on the Lord because He cares for you. Your kid's new schedule, your kid's new classmates, your kid's new teacher, uh, your kid's new extracurricular, your uh, the the questions of how am I going to have a chance to get to the gym? How am I going to have a chance to read a book? How am I going to have a chance to go on a date with my spouse? How am I going to have time? All the time pressures, cast, don't carry. Cast those things on the Lord, don't carry them. Uh, the quiet time that you were already been struggling to have during the summer, the time of prayer that you thought you were going to be able to have over the summer, the that you never got around to, the the ways that you, the the transitions at work, the new projects, the new emphasis, the new goals, the new metrics, cast, don't carry. Cast those things on the Lord, don't carry them. And here's a few ways besides that. So biblically speaking, that's the big sort of thrust for today. Cast your anxieties on the Lord because you know He cares for you. Go back and look at that in First Peter, uh, especially chapter five. But here's a few things that I would, trying to keep this sort of short today. Um, entering into this new season, I want to give you a few things that that I feel like the Lord laid on my heart. Number one, give yourself grace. Give yourself grace. Take take time to, I, I, I've heard, I think it's Tim Keller says it in the, the art of self-forgetfulness. You can be self-conscious or you can be self-aware. Fight to be self-aware. Recognize your stress. What is the stress that you're feeling communicating to you? Do you have a headache? Do you have tension in your neck? Do you feel like an elephant sitting on your chest? Do your shoulders feel like you've got them flexed super hard? Has your neck all but disappeared because your shoulders are so tight? Uh, Are you having a hard time sleeping at night? Recognize your stress. What is the Lord communicating to you through the physiology of your body of the stress that you feel? then you need to cast that anxiety on the Lord because He cares for you. And you need to give yourself grace. It's okay to not be everything to everyone. You are a person. You are not God. Cast your anxiety on the Lord because He cares for you. Give yourself grace to be a person that is dependent on God rather than putting yourself in the place of God because in either seat, you're not going to be able to be everything to everyone. But if you embrace the fact that you are a person with limits and boundaries and a sense of finality, you can then cast their anxieties, your anxieties, your work's anxieties, the world's cares on the Lord because He cares for you. Give yourself grace. Recognize your stress. Recognize your fatigue. Recognize when you're tired. What is, if you feel, some some days I get home at 5.30 and I, I could fall asleep right then. And that's a sign to me that my calendar is overburdened. I've put too much into my day. I've put so much into my work or I've got so much scheduled that I can't make it through the day at the, in the way that I'm doing it. Now, I'll talk about some other things later of, factors, other factors at play in that. But I need, I'm need. i learning more and more to listen to the stress that I feel and the fatigue that I feel and accepting that I have limits, that I need to listen to those indicators 
And those are those indicators are a gift from the Lord. Recognize your stress, recognize your fatigue. And hey, don't expect perfection. Like you're not going to be perfect. We have a Savior that is perfect. We have a God that is perfect. And our imperfections, right? This is our confession as Christians. Our confession is that Christ is perfect and we take his perfection in substitute of our imperfection. That's how we were saved in the first place. Let that sanctify you alongside your salvation that you are not perfect. You're not gonna get it perfect. Now, I say that knowing for a lot of you as connect group leaders, you carry that sense of, well, if I don't have the perfect quiet time, then I'm spiritually unqualified to help anyone. Or I can't even show up for connect group this week. I can't I can't give anybody counsel because I'm not I've I've not done what I've needed to do spiritually. Give yourself some grace. Don't expect perfection from yourself. Expect in faith Christ's perfection and cast your anxieties on the Lord because he cares for you. And even though you're not perfect, get step get back on the horse. Keep going. Embrace like you're you're going to have work to do. You're going to have conversations that need to be had. So simultaneously, don't disqualify yourself from being able to do what the Lord's called you to do in the, in the lives of people that he's put you around. But also don't expect you to, to be for yourself to be perfect and for you to have to carry the weight of, of everything. Recognize your own self-consciousness. Strive to be self-aware, not self-conscious. If you're always... If if you find yourself this and here's here's one that I would say that this this gets this is this is a guy and girl thing. If you're taking your kid to school and you see somebody shiny new vehicle, recognize your self consciousness. If you see the new book bag that another parent that another parent has bought for their kid, if you see the outfit like oh, I didn't get dressed like that this morning, you see the the school supplies, the lunchbox, the whatever it is. You see the, I mean, it can be even good stuff. God, look at that brand new Bible that person's got. Look at the new journal that they have. Listen to the story that they're telling. And you begin to self-criticize and self-condemn because of either an inability to provide or an inability to look the part or whatever it might be. Recognize your self-consciousness and go to the Lord and say, God, I know you care for me. I know it's not my performance that drives your love for me. Thank you for hiding me behind the cross of your son because I need your approval, not man's. Help me to, to, to flee my self-consciousness. Help me to love your approval more than my own. Help me to love your approval more than other people. Live for Christ's approval. Recognize your self-consciousness. And in all of those things, whether it's your stress, your fatigue, your lack of perfection, your self-consciousness, your need for other people's approval, give yourself grace. It's a new season. Don't disqualify yourself in August and give up and be out of the game come November. There's, it's a long fall. It's a transition. You're getting into a new season. Transition into this new season well. Give yourself grace. How else can you transition well? Have a plan. So cast your anxieties on the Lord because he cares for you. Give yourself some grace and have a plan. It's okay for you to give yourself grace 
and to have a plan that you live with discipline around. Lead yourself well. The, the best leaders, the best leaders in the world lead themselves exceptionally well first and foremost. The best leaders in the world, the thing that they return to the most is always, how am I leading myself before I lead other people? It's okay to give yourself grace to transition into this new season and at the same time have a plan to lead yourself well. And here's what I would say, whether it's returning to the 412 reading plan or another read the Bible in a year plan, or if it's that study on Ephesians that you got through chapter two and then that was in May and now you haven't looked at it since, what I would say is pick a plan and stick to it. Be consistent in the same plan rather than changing the plan over and over and over and over and over. And I would say that for you with your connect group as well. Hey, it's, it's okay to give yourself grace if the plan hasn't been executed perfectly. And it's okay to recognize that the execution is the problem. But don't keep changing the plan over and over and over. Don't die the death of a thousand ideas. Keep working the idea that you were already committed to. Have a plan. Lead yourself well. Stick to it. Be consistent. Keep going. You got this. Give yourself some grace. Cast your anxieties on the Lord because He cares for you and have a plan. As new things come into your life for the fall, prioritize God's design. Hey, there's going to be a lot of opportunity. There's going to be a lot of things that People invite you into. Um, I'm already getting texts from buddies like, hey, we got to watch the Utah-Florida game in August, and I can't wait. I'm, that's, that is going to make it onto my calendar for sure. But what am I going to say no to? What am I going to protect from getting onto my calendar? Um, what are the things that are you going to protect for your calendar? What I would say is, as you, you are giving yourself grace and having a plan and casting your anxieties on the Lord— as you think about the months ahead, prioritize God's design. Prioritize your life with Him. Put that on the calendar first. A good, great way to do, do this, go to Google, print off blank calendars, paper copy calendars, right? August, September, October, November, December. And prioritize life with God first. Does that mean you get up at 5.30? Does that mean you get up at 6.30? Does it mean you get up at 7.30? All I'm, pick one, whatever it is for you. In the fall, my plan was to get up at 5.30 and I worked that plan. And that plan got defeated by God's seasons because with the newborn, we were up every night from like 1.30 to 4.30. And so we had to sleep in in order to still do what we needed to do. And so we slept a little bit later here recently and waking up that early wasn't adding to my time with the Lord. So all that to say, what is that for you? Prioritize time with God first. Whatever time that means you need to get up, that's also going to indicate to you what time you need to go to bed. And then what do you need to do to provide for your family? Now we're talking about getting kids to school, getting kids fed, getting kids dressed, picking kids up from school, having giving them what they need during the day. Uh, if you're home with your kids, then what do they need for their homeschooling? What do they need for their uh, for their life at home? But prioritize now. Your calendar is already going to be filled up by time with God and time with family. 
And then what do you need to do to accomplish the work and career that God's called you into? And then what does it look like for you to have community? I, I, would, I would say this is, what I, this is an aspect of living by faith. Can I prioritize God's values? The way that we communicate that here at Connection is serving, evangelism, generosity, and community. When I prioritize those things, I'm living the life of faith. We prioritize those things as Connection Church because we see that seems to be biblically the values of Jesus. And so we want to live according to those things by faith. And then our calendar... So if, you, if you've ever done like the, the rocks in a jar exercise, right? You got to put the big rocks in and then the middle rocks and then the small rocks and then the sand. But if you put the sand in first, then the big rocks can't fit. And so we put the big things of life in first. And that's the challenge that you should take to really consider. You're a connect group leader. So I know a lot of these answers are already at the heart. You already agree with, at the heart level of these answers. But practically speaking, Reevaluate, reevaluate your calendar. Have I put the big rocks, the most significant things, those things that have to do with my relationship with God, have I put those on my calendar first and then let the other things sprinkle in around that? Prioritize God's design this fall. And then lastly, and this is what I'll kind of wrap up with. So give yourself grace, cast your anxieties on the Lord because he cares for you. Have a plan as you're giving yourself grace. So have a plan to pursue Him, to lead yourself, to spend time with God, prioritize God's design. <clears throat> and this is the last piece of, of, of advice I'd, I'll give you. This is more, this is, I still believe it's deeply biblical, but it's, it's primarily meant to be practical. Don't assign mystical blame to practical issues. If you are having, <coughs> sorry, man, I can't get rid of this call. <coughs> if you are having a energy crash at 2 p.m., don't, don't necessarily jump initially to I'm experiencing demonic oppression. <laughs> yeah, the, the enemy roars, roams around like a roaring lion looking to, to steal, kill, and destroy, for sure. But... If you are eating massive amounts of sugar, if you ate pancakes for breakfast, if you ate a sandwich at lunch, like if your diet is full of sugar, bread, soda, don't blame the devil. You're eating things that you know aren't good for you and they are having effects on your day. Don't assign mystical blame to practical issues. If you are drinking caffeine at five in the afternoon. Listen, I, and especially guys, they tell me all the time, well, I would drink a cup of coffee, go straight to bed. Okay, that's fine. But then the, the sleep problems, the energy problems, the discipline problems, the consistency problems, like I'm just, I'm just telling you, I think God is sovereign over all things. That includes science and health. And I think that what we can know is that sugar and don't let me get on a soapbox, but I'm just saying don't assign mystical blame to practical issues. What we can know is that sugar, bread, soda, these things are bad for you. Caffeine at certain times and in certain ways that we in with that it's taken in is bad for you. Not exercising, bad for you. 
going to bed super late, bad for you. Not taking a day off from work, bad for you. Not not exercising your Sabbath. Look, God gave us this. Pre-sin, God modeled having a day that he, quote unquote, rested. It wasn't because he was tired. It was because we needed the example. Embrace your limits. Embrace your limits. Go to bed at a good time. Make your bedtime serve you, not you serve your bedtime. Make your go to, go to bed because you know I've got to wake up at X time because I'm going to prioritize my life with God. If you can't sleep, maybe you're eating the wrong food. Maybe you're taking in caffeine at the wrong time. Maybe you've got maybe you need to go see a doctor and get something sorted out for why you can't sleep. And all kinds of things. So I'm just saying, don't assign mystical blame to practical issues. Um, don't blame like, don't don't blame uh, your don't blame like the 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 cosmic forces of the world if you don't have a plan, if you're not taking a day off, if you're not leading yourself into making good decisions. It's the classic, like, uh, God, please bless this food that we're about to eat when it's just a giant bucket of KFC chicken, right? Like, he's not transforming that into healthy food. <laughs> like, don't don't blame, don't assign mystical blame to practical issues. Give yourself grace. Cast your anxieties on the Lord because he cares for you. Have a plan and lead yourself well and prioritize God's design for this new season. I believe in you. I think this could be a great fall for us here at Connection. Um, we talked about on this past, uh, this past Connect Group Leader thing, uh, Connect Group Leader training that we had, Connect Group Leader Invest, that we've got seven Connect Groups starting between the month of August and September, not to mention another, another six or seven on the way for college. Uh, not to mention so many more that I believe that the Lord wants to to start over the course of the fall, um, and that's just with connect groups, man. I just I, I I don't know if you were here this past Sunday, but we had seven salvations. We had so many people come down front to to be prayed for and pray with people, and so many of those were our connect group leaders coming down and pray over people. It's just so powerful to see. The Lord is moving. He's moving. He's moving. He's moving. So partner with him in that. Give yourself grace as you transition in this season. Don't let the enemy speak something over you of, well, I'll just get them in 2024 or, uh, or, um, I don't know, whatever it is. Like, don't, don't let, don't disqualify yourself before the race has even started this fall. Transition into it well. If you don't, if you don't get out of the gates with a lot of momentum, Give yourself some grace. Give yourself time, but have a plan. Work that plan. Prioritize your relationship with the Lord and stay consistent. And I believe the Lord's got good things for us uh, here at Connection Church. And as we say, and, and as we repeat so often around here, we really do believe that the best is yet to come.
Thank you.